Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. You just won the Super Bowl MVP. Who would you think first, God, your mom, or your teammates? We're going to talk about it today. Let's get started. All right, hey guys, uh, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. I'm Roman with Corey and James. How you guys doing? Pretty good. I'm a little under the weather, but feeling great. Yeah, well, you sound like it. I know. So it's on the microphone. It's going to be wonderful. Today. You should probably put a mask on. We're in close quarters here. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely less than six feet. Sure, that's gross. Like, <laughs> like, are we talking COVID? I didn't. I didn't want to go there. I mentioned it in literally the first episode, and mm-hmm. I regretted it. But here we are. Here we are. Um, so today we got some good things going on. We, we get to talk about uh, the Pro Bowl, unfortunately, a little bit. And by little bit, I mean as little as we possibly can. I've already right. talked about it too much. Um, some NBA trades. Obviously, Kyrie is going to be a part of that conversation. We talk about the Super Bowl, which is this coming Sunday. It's a big deal. Uh, and then we're going to draft our favorite like sporting events, moments, games, kind of all maybe sort of encompassing in one. Uh, and I'll, I'll admit, probably the the most work I've done for the top five yet. Yeah, and I I'll admit I left out my favorite cookie last week. That's how prepared yeah. I was. <laughs> Nailed it. This is probably the most work I've done for actually maybe ever in my life for sports. As a minister, do you want to admit that? Or do you? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I said for sports. For sports, all of our youth parents stop listening at this moment. Yeah, they don't even. They don't even. <laughs> they're probably not listening anyway. So it's not like I'm not. <laughs> Mainly because their kids are still coming. That's why Rick Leach listening. is listening though. So. Good old Rick Leach, man. He hasn't caught up yet. Let's Rick, not pretend like he's caught up yet. Rick, Rick Leach, everybody. Good old Rick Leach. <laughs> no relation to Mike. You know, no, no relation to Mike. Okay, rest in peace. Come on, dude. That's early. Yeah, sorry. Golly, that's <laughs> hey, whatever. James didn't care. Um, all right, so let's get into the highlights. Um, the highlights is is a. I'm gonna have a prediction here. The future highlight of LeBron James. Breaking the scoring record, he's thirty six away. I know what you're going to say, Corey. He's going to break his leg, and what are you doing? I hope he doesn't. If he does, it is your fault. No, no, I, you're the one. But I'm confident it, if me. he broke his leg and he was within a couple of shots, they'd wheel him, wheel him out there and let him make a layup. Yeah, why not? Um, I mean, it, the the reality <laughs> is, it's it's going to be an it's a historic moment. It's going to be incredible. I don't think that record gets broken in our lifetime because people just don't play as long. I mean, they asked Luca a few weeks ago about it. And he was like, "I'm not playing that long." Does, yeah, does Bronny break break it? Yeah, right. Bronny comes Listen, in. Listen, he's he's good, <laughs> but he's not. Nah, Brian Brian Windhorse, um, His quote today was, "It's a beautiful side effect of a long career," and I and I like how that's put because it it is a beautiful moment. It's a it's a it's an all time moment. I'm not mm-hmm. taking anything away from it, but he did he did sort of reference that long career. Mm-hmm. And I think for LeBron. That's one of the reasons why this record's going to be hard to be broken. Yeah. To, be a, to be a good scorer, and he's not even the best scorer on, on average, but because his career's been so long, he's been able to set this record. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the game's changed. We're not getting into all the discussions about three-point line and, and sure. shot clock and all that stuff, but um, this is a huge deal for NBA, for LeBron, and he is, is excited about this. So good on him. Yeah. But, um, but it, is, it is part of a different conversation when you talk about what makes a record unbeatable and I we were talking before we got on air and I said hey I feel like no records unbeatable if you give enough time but it may not be beatable in our lifetime uh, yeah I don't I don't think so I mean he's yeah he's not number one in scoring average that belongs to Michael Jordan uh, 30.1 followed right up by Wilt at like 30.07 yeah um, Elgin Baylor then Kevin Durant and then LeBron James in the fifth position yeah. um, 
I mean, dude's just done it for so long. It's well, super impressive. In today's game, you don't have the uh, the high school aspect much anymore. You know, he's right. got those extra years on everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, and he, when he came in, he wasn't an efficient scorer. No. He was talented and he was a good scorer, twenty something points. But his field goal percentage has increased. He's become a better player, mm-hmm. and he's averaging more now than he did at the beginning of his career, which is sort of backwards for most players. And I think that's just the quality of his game is there, yeah. and his mind is so strong right. to being a competitor and being efficient. I think that is what his, – his competitive drive is second to none. Yeah, well, so J.J. Redick is going to – after the Super Bowl, J.J. Redick will consistently see him on first take. Um, which I'm excited about. I like listening to his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. Like he, 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 hey, go Duke, right? Yeah, not really. Um, but whatever. I mean, he's a good guy, <laughs> I guess. Um, he, uh, he, he was talking about this on his on his episode, and and he got pretty upset because the first take cast was like, oh, do you have, like you know LeBron's going to break the scoring title? Like you know where do you have him in your all time scores? And like one of the guys was like, I don't. And J.J. Redick was like, how? Like, he's literally about to be the greatest scorer of all time. And I appreciate that because for the, for the most part, like, I haven't, like, throughout LeBron's career been like, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a scoring machine. But he, he is, though. Yeah. I mean, like, he averages – I mean, his average over the course of his career is, like, 27.8. Yeah. So, like, that's, that's crazy that he's been in for 20 years and he's, like, casually – Scoring twenty seven a night. So tonight, I mean, I'm not a, Le- I'm not going to be a LeBron greatest of all time denier, but I think there's a, definitely a conversation, um, and it's more than just points. When when I saw him pass, and he's in the like top five assists. Yeah. When I saw that the other day, I was like, okay, I need to probably shut up. That that's where I used to say Tom Brady never. There's so many other players, and then he won another Super Bowl. I was like, all right, I have to change my mm-hmm. my conversation about this. Now my conversation about greatest of all time is more outside sports and stuff. Sure. And, and so that's where it gets complicated for me f- specifically with LeBron, but he is way up there on assists and he's top in points scored. I mean, that's and that's and great. rebounds. He's yeah. top twenty in rebounds too, which is crazy. Yeah. Which is a beautiful. Um, side yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you play for forever, and he's and it's not like he's slowing down. He's yeah. this year is like as far as like career goes, his average of points this year is like third highest in his entire yeah. career, which is that's so crazy. I think too he may lead the league in, in all time tear shed during the game. Maybe there's a good chance. <laughs> there's a good chance. Well, that Jordan meme with him crying is so funny. Um, he, he is the ugliest crier ever. He is. He really <laughs> is. Yeah. He's one of those like he looks in the mirror when he cries so that he can. You know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> um, that's my highlight. Uh, I'm sure that you guys got something. And it can't just be me. Yeah, I've got uh, Indiana played Purdue, which is a big rivalry. We were yeah. talking about rivalry week almost. You in mentioned Indiana this week? College basketball. Oh, I am going no to way, every week, baby. <laughs> no way. Um, the Duke-North Carolina game was another close one. Yeah, They're yeah. always close. Yeah. Um, and so um, Indiana beat Purdue at at, um, at Assembly Hall there in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You were asking me if I was surprised, and I said, not really. I expected Indiana to win. In fact, they were a bit of a favorite. Um, on the betting line because yeah. it was at Assembly Hall at a home game. Um, I think the more important win for Indiana would have been the game before against Maryland. If they could have won that game at Maryland, and Maryland hasn't lost at home yet, mm-hmm. then then beat Purdue. It put um, it put Indiana in a possible chance to catch them in the Big Ten. Yeah, and um, I think that's the goal Indiana would have loved to have set is winning the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and yes, also trying to win a national championship. That's every year, but it's hard to win a national championship. Oh yeah. So Indiana probably can't catch Purdue. They play him again, and Purdue has to play some. If Purdue's healthy, they're hard to beat. And the second half, they looked unstoppable. Zach yeah. Eady is a 
beast. He's like 12 foot tall, and you cannot <laughs> stop him. But um, but Indiana did a great job, and the fans were amazing. Yeah. And it was the first time since 2013 when they beat Kentucky that they beat a number one team. And I specifically remember being at a youth event at a nursing home. We're okay. doing Christmas carols. All of our kids disappeared. And I'm like, where are these kids at? And I walked down the hall, and they're in some lady they don't know's room watching the Indiana game. <laughs> and I said, welcome to Indiana. <laughs> yeah. And we finished watching that game. That's awesome. Christian Wofford hit the, the buzzer beer, and yeah, it was awesome. Did. I'll never forget that moment. Did the uh, did the scoreboard stay intact this time? Yeah. Yes, it did. Okay, that's, <laughs> yes, that's it a did. plus. Uh, James, as a, as a Duke fan, when you're watching these Duke North Carolina games that are super close, like what kind of like what kind of person do you become? Are you like an angry fan? Are you like stressed? Or do you start to eat a lot? Do you pace? Like what do you like? Um, I'd say all of the above minus the eating. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh pretty intense. The anxiety is through the roof. <laughs> it just you can't lose to those guys. They are just they're idiots. You do know? you have like a North Carolina <laughs> buddy that like won't let you live it down when you lose? Yeah, uh, Chase Farmer. Oh. He's a UNC guy. <laughs> Shocker. Does he listen to this? Any any chance Chase I doubt listens it. to this? I, I sent it to him and I think he like hit dislike on on the text message. Yeah, well, so. he, it's because he can barely read. Because like, he's a UNC know, fan. That's yeah, why. Shocker. Like, Ru- just oh. rude and disrespectful. So it's it's oh, interesting. You have the Duke-North Carolina rivalry and you can bank on it every year. For me as an Indiana fan, the Purdue rivalry is important, mm-hmm. but I always thought the Indiana-Kentucky rivalry was more important yeah. from being from southern Indiana, and then Kentucky took that from us. Literally, Calipari, after we beat them in 2013, was like, we're not playing there anymore. Yeah, I'm taking my ball and playing somewhere else. He's a little and, baby. and it takes that rivalry away. So the only shot you get is to get in the tournament to play him again. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, there's talk of that coming back, which would be, I think would be a big deal, but that's a big rivalry for Indiana fans. Yeah, As an Auburn fan... We haven't really cared about basketball until like <laughs> two or three years ago when Bruce Pearl got there. Yeah. So well, no, we don't have a rivalry that we care about. Um, any James, you got a highlight? I got. Uh, I don't know if it's a highlight, low light, what kind of light it is, but it's uh, Yarmir Yager at the age of fifty just passed Wayne Gretzky as oh. the all-time scorer with one thousand nine hundred ninety-nine goals. Man, you make a wait a minute. You make a hockey reference, and I spill my drink on my. Hold on, like, what <laughs> are we out. talking about? Here? He's not, but he's not still in the NHL. No, he is in the Czech Republic, uh, playing for a Czech team. Oh, so that's mm. uh, I don't know. This is like some behind-the-scenes stuff here. Uh, yeah, it according, it looks like he only scored eight hundred and forty-four goals in the NHL. Right. Some of those are postseason. They also count uh, Olympic goals. Mm-hmm. But this, the record is up for like any top leagues. It's not just really? NHL. Well, that's, that's I mean, garbage. is the Czech League? Would you count? I mean, like obviously. I mean, I don't know. I'm not like the. I mean, I like the Blues, but I'm not like a huge hockey guy. Like, is the Czech League really comparable to the NHL? I like, think they're playing on like a frozen pond. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, like, do they even wear pads? Like, how does that work? I got a picture of him right here. He is like fully gray, looking like a like a mountain man. Like, I'm not even sure what's going on here. I don't know how I feel about that. It's definitely not in the same category as LeBron. He's one of the greats of all time. Sure. But I think you have to put it in the same category, in the same place. So, like, if it's NHL scores, then great. Let's have that conversation. Mm-hmm. If it's post-NHL, then do you add all your Little League hockey scores in there as well? Right. Like, is it career Does totals, collegiate so? goals also count? Yeah. Like, what well, are we I think we need to start a movement to get Gretzky to come back for another game. Um, that'd be great. Just to get a couple open netters. I love that. I would love that. Hey, I was sharing a hockey highlight for me, and this is I don't want to steal the moment here, but um, um, our um, our nephew Jack has spinal bifida, and he plays hockey. That's cool. On, on a sled, and there's a league there in Nashville that's sponsored by one of the bingo 
um, awesome. parlors or whatever. They they <laughs> they they sent them to Ohio and they played, and it was the coolest thing. So shout out to Jack, That's Jack cool. Henry, because he is a uh, hockey playing beast. That's dope. Um, so low lights. The reality for me is the Pro Bowl. Like it was, mm, I didn't even watch a whole lot of it because I don't want to watch guys jump off a trampoline and catch a football. No, that was lame. It was it was bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like the reality is it's gonna be tough. I think for the NFL to have something like a Pro Bowl where the game is played because there's too much of an injury risk. It's not like other sports where you can play and the the injury risk is low-ish. Miles Garrett dislocated his toe jumping over a barrier in one of the skills awesome. things. So you can get injured doing anything. I can get yeah. injured getting out of bed in the morning. Sure. So that's just reality of being <laughs> a person. <laughs> they, they had a it was a kick tack toe. Yes. Oh. That was See, side note. I, I noticed they didn't have the uh, the Cowboys kicker in there. No, he, yeah, he just shocker. missed the whole they game. Made a no way, though. <laughs> That's so. Yeah, Justin, he did. Justin Tucker was kind of bad in it because they all he were. was kicking it too far. The long snapper is the only thing that that saved the day. Yeah. Were, did you see that? Like they were literally la- lined up like snapping position and like snapping the ball forty yards. And, yeah, like, it was. It yeah. was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was so, uh, fun fact: I know um, the long snap. Well, he was a long snapper for the Texas A&M. Um, okay. His name's Alex. Super cool dude. Uh, he I, went to, thought, I thought that super cool dude was his last name. I was like, wow, that's cool. No, no, no. <laughs> he he went to uh, he went to college uh, with my wife, and um, you know, married one of her best friends. Like, gig super gigum. Super yeah, sure. Why not gigum? I actually learned a lot of like Aggie like culture terms this past weekend, and. Mm. That's weird. You put that on your resume. That is weird. Do you put that on your resume? No, I do not. Absolutely not. <laughs> but it was honestly. It awkward. is weird, and we it is weird. We could talk about weirdest sports sort of um, things, that are traditions, and and there's a lot to be explained in that. But I I'm here for it. Like I value, you know that that culture for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have to because you're married into it. Well, you know it's funny is yes. how easily we just got off the Pro Bowl topic there. Well, we did everything. <laughs> yeah, we possibly no, I, could. I'll, I'll say I watched it because it was on, and the Mannings. I love Eli and Peyton. Yeah, at odds. Peyton was so mad at the end, and they took a knee. It was <laughs> hilarious. So um, for that, I thought it was better than what the Pro Bowl been is, has been in the past, but it wasn't that good. Um, anybody? I I don't have another low light. I mean, other than I mean, the Pro Bowl is oh, just gross. I have a low light. Okay, what do we got? Um, the Kyrie trade. Um, and it's and it's not just Kyrie. Right. It's athletes' lack of loyalty or even honesty in their contracts. And it's not just the athlete's fault, I guess. It's these organizations that set these up. But mm-hmm. as a fan, I can tell you a couple of players that play for the Pacers. Right. But I can't tell you of any players that are going to be playing for the Pacers for the next five years. Right. Right. So the days of Reggie Miller being with the team forever and you just can hang your hat on it, be excited about it, are gone. And that really hurts me as a fan of the NBA because I can't really lock in to a certain individual. And it's tough to cheer for teams in mid-market or low-market. I think that that era of basketball is just over. Yeah. I mean, maybe Luca in Dallas, potentially. Um, Curry in Golden State. Well, you would hope Luca, but we'll see what happens with this Kyrie thing. Well, uh, and, and I mean, like, maybe we can just go ahead and transition into the NBA sure. trades. I mean, like, Kyrie's going, Kyrie's going to the Dallas. I mean, I think, personally, I think it's a great trade for Dallas because I don't think they're trying to re-sign the guy. I, I don't... No, they're already talking about him being in the Lakers next year. Yeah, I mean... the. What Dallas, what I think, what Dallas did was they got rid of Spencer Dinwiddie and um, Finney Smith, mm-hmm. um, two contracts they didn't want. Um, they bring on Markeith Morris, who I believe that they can bring on as a veteran minimum. Yes, they lose three unprotected picks, 
um, two second round in 2029 and 2027 and one 2029 first round pick. Markeith Morris is is a good sneaky good pickup in that. Absolutely. Because he adds an edge to the team mm-hmm. and can puts it puts Luca in a position where he doesn't have to be the the defender or not yeah. not defensive posture necessarily, but the guy who's like trying to stand up for his teammates. Somebody else can be that guy. Mm-hmm. And the Morris brothers are those guys. Absolutely. And and I I I personally like it for Dallas because they they're not gonna they're probably not gonna resign Kyrie, which frees up cap space yeah. so that they can finally get somebody for Luca or maybe a couple somebodies for Luca as actual genuine role players that play their role. Uh, I think a really like an un an un- unheralded individual who went who won that national champ no national champ won the NBA Finals with the Lakers was Alex Caruso. Um, Dude got paid, went to Chicago, mm-hmm. but he knew his role, played it incredibly well, and LeBron was LeBron didn't want to lose him on that team because he played incredible defense and just was a role player. And, and that's what Luca needs. And he's bald with the uh, with the headband. Dude, the headband. I mean, I related with him real hard, <laughs> and it was fantastic. He also is an Aggie, if you're wondering. Um, if, fun fact. So it's Chris Middleton, if you're also wondering. So it sounded like the, the Mavericks wondering. actually had a pretty good uh, little chess move here with the Kyrie pickup. I think they did, and and it's kind of going, I mean, some people are talking about it, but I think it for them, it made it, it made so much sense because they haven't been able to really do anything, make any big moves because they have, they've just had too much, too much, too much salary. Yeah. Mark Cuban is a smart guy. Yes. I mean, he's in that position for a reason. Shout out to a former Hoosier. Um, but um, I think it is a good time to test what Kyrie can do in that mm-hmm. on that team, and then let him go if they need to. And they they probably know they may not be able to keep him because yep. he doesn't like to be kept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is I personally think Dallas is going to try to go for Bradley Beal. Over under how many bundles of sage did Kyrie use before he got into the locker room? Oh my gosh, <laughs> thirty. Um, does Cuban go to the Shark Tank uh, committee and ask about their opinion on these? <laughs> is is there a return on investment on this? Or what, I you know, wonder. Like, I wonder if Kyrie <laughs> had to pitch him. I hope so. That'd, <laughs> that, be, that, so that'd be an interesting, that'd be like, so funny. hard knocks sort of NBA. Does, does NBA have a hard knocks show like like no, the NFL I does? I don't think so. They, ha- they have some stuff on the G League, which is close <laughs> enough. Um, right. Yeah, it's a it's an it's an interesting topic for sure. I think that, um, I mean, the reality is. They could win the NBA Finals this year. I mean, they made it real far last. They made the conference finals last year, right? Yeah. Um, so, and now you add Kyrie to the mix. You add Mar- Markeith Morris to the mix. Those are guys that can play very valuable minutes that I think are more valuable than Finney Smith. Yeah, right um, now with Luka injured too, Kyrie could come in and kind of carry that team for a bit. Yes, absolutely. And and I, the, and also breaks coming, so that injury may not be a big deal. Mm-hmm. But um, but they haven't talked much about that. Yeah, so I'm. I mean, it would be interesting if if Kyrie wins one. Uh, that might change yeah. what they what they want to do moving forward. But I really am not a Kyrie fan. James, so. are you a Kyrie fan? Mm, I don't like to claim him as a Dookie, <laughs> to be honest. That's that's a saying a lot. First off, you said you said Dookie, um, which is I would claim him <laughs> is as that D O O K I E or no pun intended there. But how do you spell that? <laughs> Don't know. I think I think North Carolina fans and even Kentucky fans have a different way to spell Dookie than you do, but we'll, yeah, we'll move do. on. Uh, well, I think that's interesting. Um, you know, Eric Gordon is a former Indiana player. Mm-hmm. Um, I not a huge fan of him in the NBA because he was part of that process that kind of wrecked the Indiana, mm-hmm. and I don't think it was his fault. 
NCAA and the changes of rules and stuff. But when I when a player leaves a bad taste in my mouth or what they did to your the program that you care for more or how they represent it later, it matters. And yeah. Kyrie is he doesn't care what people think about him. No. Which I don't know later on in his career, later on in his story, if I'm gonna respect that more. Mm-hmm. But I just right now in the anisemic things that he had going on, there's just so much drama around him that I don't know if it's worth it. I just don't yeah. know. But what are the Nets gonna do? There's not a lot of other trades going on. They have to do something. Durant has to, something's going to have to happen. What do you mean? For him Spencer to stay. Dinwiddie, dude. They've had him before. They By the way, does Spencer Dinwiddie also look like he owns a few pairs of roller skates, and that's what he does on the weekend? <laughs> like, like he has that vibe. He's the rubber band man. Like, really though, Definitely, like that's yeah. the vibe that I get. And I mean, and it's not a bad one. Like yeah. he's he's you know he's a great basketball. He's player. been involved in a lot of trades. Like, yes, a lot of important players have come to other teams because he was traded. Yes, and. I mean, he's he's good. I don't he just, take he just can't find the right roller skating scene in the city. There it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. the um, the Nets have three first round picks to deal right now, currently, mm-hmm. where they yep. didn't have picks before. Now, now they still are stuck with Simmons. They're now without Kyrie. Kevin Durant's not healthy. They're they're fourth, so they've yeah. got an opportunity to stay positioned for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's not there are not a lot of free agents or players on the market right now that are going to make a difference for them. There's is an OG Ananobi comment and some of these other players that may be available. Is yeah. Joe Harris They're still with them? He is, and yeah. he may be on the trading block. He's mm-hmm. he's good. UVA yeah. guy. He was a uh, he's a baller. Yeah, he's really if, good. I think that if if I'm the Nets, I want to be able to prove that we can win without Kyrie. But that's me being like. I well, mean, you know, real, Durant wants to prove he can win without a super team. I mean, look at, I mean, like, if you were to just Simmons. say the people on that team, you're like, I mean, if either you just say Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and Spencer Dinwiddie, you think they can win some games? I think they can maintain. Right. Because those players are, if, if Durant's healthy, those other players are going to play. Where Kyrie, Kyrie's been playing and playing hard this year. I'll give him that. And a lot of people have said he's been a good teammate. But when you ditch on your team again, that doesn't really seem like good teammate material. But at least he's not just choosing not to play or putting himself in a position where he can't play. You know, Kawhi is in that position where they're going to only play every other game or whatever. So I think I value players who are willing to play. Yeah. You know, there are players out there that play every game, even stars that play every game. So, you know, I don't I don't really value the the day off, but I, I understand teams that need to sort of protect those players at certain times in their career. But – It'll be interesting to see what the Nets do for sure. I wonder what the Lakers put out to try to get Kyrie. I don't honestly. I don't think much. I, I, I think. I think they made an effort. Yeah. LeBron, can we can we say LeBron said maybe it's me or whatever? Like that tweet to me bothers me as much as him crying on the court the other day. It's not about you, brother. And I and he didn't have to say that. He could have just stayed out of the fray. But for him to say maybe it's me. You know, it kind of turns the attention to him, and maybe that's him taking the attention away from the Lakers, not getting the deal done. I don't know, but like he, he I don't said care. that isn't like reference to like the Cavs days. No, like I don't know. Like Kyrie didn't go to the Lakers, and LeBron was like, maybe it's me. Oh, just some cryptic message that yeah. he threw out there. Yeah, I'm. I, I you're the LeBron guy. What I mean? I personally, it doesn't. The reality is, it doesn't matter to me. LeBron should be able. LeBron is at, at a space in his career and is as good as anyone else currently in the NBA. Yeah. That if I'm playing with Russell Westbrook, I will do anything I can to not play with Russell Westbrook. And I think if they were trying to trade Russell Westbrook to Nets, that's probably not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He has a favorable contract, though, next year. Yeah. You, you free up a bunch of money. Somebody's going to take him eventually, I think. Yeah, and good. And Kyrie kind of went to the other LeBron. 
That's who of. Luca's being compared to. Yeah. And a younger LeBron with a little more opportunity, I think. A little more pizzazz. I guess. It's a, ref- he has a, it's a more refined game from when uh, LeBron was younger, I would say. I also think that as far as Kyrie goes, and this is the last I'm going to say about it because I'm not a fan of his, is that uh, the majority of individuals in the league are there to play basketball. Mm-hmm. He is not, I don't think. I, he plays. I think he cares about other stuff more. He's good when he plays. And that's fine. He's good when he plays. Yeah. But but if you're going to be, in my opinion, considered a superstar that is able to play with anybody for the most part, you I, I need your most important thing to be playing basketball. Um, well, okay. So case in point, send him to L.A. and let him get caught up in all the mix over there. Sure. I mean, that may end up happening. Is it any less drama than Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly? It's just a different kind of drama. You know, I'm, I'm, I, it's, it's, it's more off the court drama than on the court. Yeah, but the Nets, the Nets were sort of already signed up for that too. So what do they expect of all these super team? And I'm doing air quotes right now. You can't see that. Mm -hmm. Of all these super teams that kind of got put together, they're probably the most disappointing. That was Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant. Yeah, that turned into Kevin Durant. And Ben Simmons, gross, <laughs> and Spencer Dinwiddie. There you go. So the roll bounce master himself. We talked a lot about uh, not a lot of trades. I'll say my highlight of the trades was that w- was that Indiana didn't trade Miles Turner. They gave him a contract. Yeah, I thought they and were. So gonna, they're trying to they actually keep him. a team together, a young team together, and see what they can do. I so. actually thought he was going to go to um, Dallas. That's yeah. really where I thought he was going to go. But um, all right, hey, Super Bowl is this Sunday. Yeah, it is, and. I mean, the championship games were incredible to watch, except, well, no, they weren't. One was good. The The Philly-San Francisco game was not good to watch. It was a unique game to watch. For was, sure. I would rather watch that on a Thursday night in the middle of the season whenever <laughs> there's that many injuries. But uh, but injuries are a big deal. At this point in the year, what can you do? I This is going to be a bold statement. I don't think this is going to be that crazy of a game. I think Kansas City wipes the floor of Philly. Think so? Really? I do, and and I say that because of experience versus inexperience, and mm-hmm. I think Philly looked Philly didn't look that great at the start of the San Francisco game, and the Super Bowl is ten times more important, and they're playing a better team. Yeah. They're not playing a better defense. Doesn't San Francisco matter. They don't lock you up. Sure, San Francisco got yeah. a great defense, but the team as a whole, and picking Kansas City over San Francisco every day of the week. Um, they got to be able to score points. And Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback, but it's not like – I mean, and obviously there's some injuries that could potentially play into this, but I think Kansas City's defense is good enough that this game isn't even that close. Well, if you put a put the litmus test of who beat the Colts, the Eagles pulled that win out at the end, and <laughs> Kansas City lost. So I don't know what that says, but the Colts were terrible last so, year. Hey, can somebody please let me know how many times Corey has mentioned Indiana or something like that in this episode? Like, can we get like a bell? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what time. we need. We won't. I, w- <laughs> I know my listeners. <laughs> I think it's important. It's a big, a huge game. Um, you know, I've yeah. got, I've got the Eagles because I think their defense is better and I think they're healthier. But we there's some um, there's some injury updates and things we'll get out here in just a second. But mm-hmm. um, I think they had an easier game last week. They didn't have to worry. They got to put their starters on the bench at the end of the fourth quarter, and some of that is because it was going to turn into a brawl. Mm-hmm. But they they really didn't mentally have to worry about being in a close game. No. You know, two weeks off helps out a lot with injuries and stuff like that. But 
the Eagles have just been good all year long, and I'm impressed with Jalen Hurts. He has shown throughout his career, not just in the NFL but in college as well, that he's mentally strong. And I think it's underestimated how much of that is coaching from his father and his upbringing. Mm-hmm. But he is an, he's an incredible young man, I say that, because I'm an old man. But um, I'd be um, I'd be shocked if the Chiefs just wiped the floor with him. Well, this I mean this would be a pivotal point for him to prove that you know I mean yeah. matching up against them. As far as injuries though, uh, looks like I mean you got a couple. Of course you have Hurts still kind of uh, just being N- careful with that shoulder. Nursing the shoulder, yeah. Yeah, nursing mm-hmm. the shoulder. You got Lane Johnson uh, tackle. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, they have him on you know a groin injury. I'm sure he'll come out there and play as long yeah. you know if it has anything. You know if he's playable, he's going to get in there. Uh, you got Robert Quinn at the defensive end, a foot injury. He has not mm. practiced, but oh, uh, wow. I'm, you know some of these guys they're going to get in there, the and feet, they keep these injuries. Feet are a big deal for big guys. Yeah, yeah, but they keep some of these things pretty locked up on these injury reports until like you know until they actually have to come out and say yeah, it. Especially for the Super Bowl, that yeah, makes sense. I mean, other I mean, you have a center who's he's just a hip injury, but it's also rest. So um, as far as the Eagles, yeah, I mean, there's not too many in there. And the Chiefs, of course, Mahomes. And I think the high ankle sprain. Matters more than the shoulder for Hertz right now. Yeah. I think um, he's been more time to heal. He sort of tweaked sure. it again in the um, in the championship game there. So, um, but he's a he's a gamer. Um, McCole Hardman is on IR. He's not going to be able to play. So that's yeah. a um, that's a weapon gone. Clyde Edwards Alaire comes off of IR, and I don't know if that's a weapon gained. Not really. I mean, he hasn't. Well, I don't know. At the beginning of the season, he was like he looked like an actual running back. Yeah. Um, whereas last year, and I know this because I had him on my fantasy football team, we've all had him. Like he <laughs> was a garbage can. Like they didn't, they didn't, and it's because they didn't really use him. The Chiefs are a, a, a evil, evil mistress when it comes to like um, their running backs and their wide receivers. You just don't know who you're going to get. And well, Clyde edwards has left a bad taste in a number of our mouths after on the injury report. It's all offensive guys too. You yeah. got Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster with a, a knee. Um, Kadarius Tony ankle and hamstring, uh, Pacheco with a wrist. Yeah, you got McKinnon with it says ankles, both ankles, ankles. <laughs> both of his both ankles. ankles. Um, he's in there to block and, ca- and catch a couple passes. And um, he's he's come through in big 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 points. Um, mm-hmm. Kelsey's back. They talked about him not even playing yeah. the last game, but of course he is, right? So they're banged up. I think experience tells me that they're going to be okay. They're going to gut through it. They're going to do whatever it takes to have the adrenaline flowing. But it's it matters. I mean, you look at San Francisco. They put up such a poor showing just because injuries hit at the wrong time for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing you do when you're on yeah. your quarterback, your first-string quarterback who can't throw, yeah. who is basically your – that's crazy. Um, hey, this is a matchup of two black quarterbacks. Oh, it is. Which is a, which is an interesting thing to, to, to kind of think about. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I don't I, – it doesn't strike – it doesn't really strike me. Yeah, I don't even, I didn't even um, really think about because, it. Because, I mean, I, I see so many high-quality quarterbacks – um, that that are African American, right? Yeah. That that it, I'm just not surprised that this is the first time. I am surprised actually. This is the first time the Eagles have a long history of mm-hmm. of quarterbacks, um, black quarterbacks in particular. Um, Michael Vick, Michael Vick, yeah. he's a game changer. Um, Go Hokies. Yep. Um, I guess Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb, who was in a, a Super Bowl, and that was a close one against the Patriots. We kind of forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he kind of ran out of steam. I think he was almost thrown up on the field. Like people were like he was out of shape. But uh, I have a I have a quick. I'll make it as quick as possible. <laughs> Donovan McNabb's story. I was in the airport leaving to go to the Dominican with a youth group. Um, one of my boys, Zach Gray, 
Shout out to Trap Steve. Trap Steve. He um, forgot one of his bags. We went back downstairs in the Newark airport to get it, and there stands Don McNabb. Now, he's a little shorter than I expected, so I was like, that's not him, right? But Zach approaches him, and he's like, hey, you're Don McNabb. And he's like, hey, man, come over here. I don't want people to know this. And he's like, can I get your autograph? And I'm like, yeah, you got to get his autograph, right? And so he's like, yeah, sure, I'll give you an autograph. So I had a Sharpie. I gave him a Sharpie. He's like, what am I going to sign? And we got nothing. And Zach's like, here, sign my Bible. (laughs) 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 And and give a credit, Zach's Bible was duct taped. Good. So it wasn't like he was signing over the leather on Holy Bible or anything. So he signs Zach Gray's duct tape Bible. (laughs) And I remember going to like Winterfest and other things and seeing that Bible. We went back up to the group and they're like, you did not. And he's like, yeah, he did. I need to sign my Bible. And I was like, this is the most church league podcast thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) So shout out to Zach Gray and Dominic McNabb. That's hilarious. (laughs) That, um, I did not get an autograph. I was too dumb. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> what were you going to have him? Your Bible, too, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, not <laughs> only is it two black quarterbacks, but two brothers. Yes, uh, the Kelsey Bowl, baby. The Kelsey, Kelsey Bowl. Bowl. And they've, they've audibly said, listen, don't make it. Don't make it the Kelsey Bowl. The, the world's trying to. They're, there's a petition yeah. signed to try to get their mom to, to do the coin toss. As they should. That'd be amazing. I, I, would, I would respect the NFL so much if they just audibled and said, yes, we're going to bring out their now, mom. I mean, like, it's the first time ever. Yeah, and that's cool, Brothers, man. Yeah. And first off, their podcast is, is so good. New Heights. If you haven't listened to any of it, go go check it out because yeah. they do a great job. Um, they're hilarious. They are so funny, man. They're wild cards too. You never know what they're going to say. Yes, like Jabroni. Like golly, Kelsey Travis Kelsey has some phenomenal quotes. But like, know your role and shut your mouth. Like, I mean, listen, it's. It's good stuff. I like that you're putting the quotes that you can say on I, I, Yeah, because there's, there's several that I can't say. <laughs> um, but, like, I appreciate that they're candid and they're honest. Um, they're open about some of the things that – I mean, it's, it's difficult because, like, and Jason, you know, a sinner, will put his brother Travis in, like, compromising situations. Like, hey, Travis, who's on your Mount Rushmore of tight ends? And, yeah. like, the reality is Travis Kelsey is, like, as of this point, potentially the greatest tight end of all time. And like without doing anything else, and so of course, like what's Travis gonna say? And yeah. he's like, I got Tony Gonzalez, and then I got this guy, and he goes, and for whatever reason, I'm also might be on my own Mount Rushmore, and like <laughs> <laughs> he might be on the Mount Rushmore of all time greatest pass catchers. Yes, so I mean he c- he can put himself on that list. You can't even sure. like his stats. You can't even put next to other tight ends in the playoffs. No, it has to be literally Jerry Rice is who you have to compare him to as far as playoff numbers because it's the only comparable person. Yeah. How crazy is that? What a different NFL that we get to watch now than right. even even like tw- only 20 years ago. I love that NFL 20 years ago, though. Yeah, it was good. It was still good. Yeah. So NFL has done a great job of staying good, relevant, and all the things. Yeah. Um, where baseball lost me at a strike, mm-hmm. where NBA's lost me at playing too many games and having too many divas. Um, the NFL has just continued to grind it. And with a lot of CTE and concussion mm-hmm. stuff, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why people could stop watching, not to mention mm-hmm. political stuff, yeah. racial stuff. So this is a big deal for the NFL, and they're handling it well. Um, having um, two black quarterbacks and being able to embrace that, I, I mean, about time that we're, we're sort of calling that as, as what it is, and it's not a surprise. Yeah. I mean, it's just an incredible thing. Um, the, if you look, the Eagles are currently two-point favorites with a uh, 49-and-a-half-point over under so 50 points is the magic number mm-hmm. so um who's your pick well i have i have kansas city winning this game and i have them winning um 31 14 okay yeah, like I, I don't like i just don't i don't think it's gonna be that close of a game i mean for 
views and for for what I what I want it to be. I want it to be a close, incredibly. Well, as a, I'm also a Chiefs fan, yeah. so like it's also difficult to slight to be like non biased. But like I I just see Kansas City, their experience taking over and just having winning moments. You make a yeah. comment about how many times I say Colts or Indiana. I wonder how many times you say Chiefs. Or how many times you said Aggies over Chiefs just because you're a you're a homer to your I wife will say before you are to your fans. It is one thing to mention a team who's constantly winning. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to talk about them because they're winning all the I time. I can't help Indiana knocked off the top team in the nation. Yeah, Shots for the fired first time since there. when? Since twenty thirteen. That's exactly when. That's what did you say ago. that over under was? Um, 49 and a half. Okay. I didn't actually know that. And I have it at 51. So 27, 24 Chiefs winning. Ooh, I've got 27, 24 Eagles winning. Oh, okay. look at us. There you go. I love it. So I'm the only Eagle. Any only one eagle. picking the Eagle. Only right. Eagle. Well, um, I just think they're healthier and they're all around a little, um, a little better. Defense. Really? Special teams. Yeah. I mean, I think the defense matters. I think they're close on offensive stuff. And I think. Because the Eagles can do what they want. They can run or pass. And I don't know with two ankles and a wrist and a layer coming off IR if if the Chiefs are going to be able to run effectively against that defense. And so then Mahomes has to pass. And he's one high ankle tweak away from that being difficult. But so we say like he has to pass. Like that's not the what they do with their offense I know, anyway. But, but you've got three or four players. All their, all their players that are listed as possibly injured including Mahomes, are all offensive players. Now, I'm not saying that they all will be injured, mm-hmm. but it's it's just it's tough to win. Now, if he wins another Super Bowl, I mean, that's a that's you're putting you're keeping him in the conversation of being projected the greatest of all time. Yeah, right? And and I think that's a ridiculous conversation, but it's true. Mm-hmm. He he has to continue to win Super Bowls or be in that position, but it is very difficult to do that. Yeah, it is very difficult to do that, and so I think the health factor puts me with the Eagles over the Chiefs. Well, if all else fails, he can just find his uh, his Kelsey connection that's kept him in it. I know, man, and it's crazy because, like, you know, it's going to be there. Like, you know that like he's looking for Kelsey, and yeah. he he does it, and they can't stop it. The team, the only team that's come close to really stopping it was Cincinnati, and. Even then, do they yeah. even, do they put Kelsey in the progressions, or is it kind of just like he's going to be out there, just find him if you need him? So they talked about this a little bit on their podcast, um, Travis and Mahomes, and they, they they said that yes, there is progression, but like Mahomes will go through two, and if like no, like if it's not like just. Travis finds a soft spot, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. just that's just the play. That's what you always see him kind of just like lingering, like kind of like sliding down the line somewhere, just waiting for something. It's the body language. Yeah, yeah. Travis and um, and Patrick and Mahomes, he knows which way he's going to turn. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about body language, all unspoken. With them, it's insane. And they're lining Kelsey up as a that's a one receiver. They're lining him up in the slot. They're putting him in. They can put him in the backfield and do a, a toss to him. I mean, it's, he's a tough one to kind of match up to. Um, for sure. So we we talked we mentioned earlier about uh, and I want Mama Kelsey to do the the coin flip. Um, do you guys think it's gonna be heads or tails? Ooh, prop heads. I'm going heads. Heads. I'm yeah. a tails never fails guy. Yeah, I'm a heads. Heads all day long. Oh my gosh. Um, heads. Who wins it? I think it's I think it's heads. Eagles and Eagles. Everyone's defer. deferring. Everyone defers. Defer. Right. Whoever wins defers. I mean, it's what everybody does. Yeah. So we were we were looking at prop bets. Um, I, I was looking at prop bets this week and trying to think of of what some of the the exotic prop bets are. Those are my favorite. So the length of the national anthem. 
how many songs will be sung at halftime, mm. um, f- the color of Gatorade that will be poured over the winning coach. That's always a good one. Red. Um, one of my favorites is um, the person that they interview first, who they thank first. <laughs> what and are the so, options? What are the options? Um, let me see. I know it was family. Mm-hmm. Family was first, and then God was second. Yeah, so family, God, um, teammates, um, fans. I think City. Yeah, so... Um, the you saw the odds. What were the odds that God's it was first? Plus one fifty. Plus one fifty. <laughs> I think as a church league podcast, and not I'm, I'm not condoning gambling here, but we could do a, a donation to our favorite, um, you know, charity. At, at camp. We could for camp or something. We could do a um, hundred dollars on God first, and oh yeah, and just know that the Spirit's going to take care of us. Absolutely. I don't think just that's make a, sure that's probably not, not a, ca- a good move. I don't know who's listening to this. I'm not going <laughs> to place any money on that bet, but. God first. That's that's really funny to me it that it's in there. So hey, we'll need Mahomes up there first. We need Mahomes. Yes. We need if, Mahomes. If, if, if it's, it's Kelsey, if it's Kelsey, it could be a cuss word for it. If it's <laughs> if it's Kelsey, it's it's absolutely his mom because <laughs> yeah, he's going to say it, be. he's going to look right at his brother Jason and go, "I'm the new favorite." Yeah. <laughs> so I did see it. Wes, you were talking. There is a uh, will any player be ejected for throwing a punch? Ooh. That's the first time I've seen that one in oh, one of these. Man. There are a lot of regular prop bets, like who scores first, how many touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, how many punts. I mean, they yeah. the, some of these things are it's dangerous. Yeah. Like I know there are people who scout the national anthem prep and time it so they can get an idea of what that might be. Yeah. Or they're paying attention to like um, the halftime show sets and seeing, mm-hmm. you know, how many songs they may sing to try to get an edge on this stuff. People are crazy about gambling. Well, and here's gambling a little insider, a, a little now. insider bet. Chris Stapleton, he's going to hold some notes, so be ready for yeah, that. Yeah, does he do that? Does he? Does his family place a bet? And he's like, all right, I'll hang it. I'll hang this note a little longer. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, <laughs> good for him, man. <laughs> let let some of those people get get a couple wins in. I'm a, I'm more excited about the national anthem than the halftime show. No, that's I'm a Chris so Stapleton fan. He is great. And Rihanna, you had to go through how many songs it, um, a week ago to t- we were talking about Super Bowl yeah. before I even got one that I knew. How many how many number one hits I had to go through before S- you knew one? Sorry, I'm the old man in this group, and man. Rihanna does not hit my list. So, so, so what do you do during the halftime? Kind of catch up on the uh, typically with children. Or? We don't watch the halftime show, well, and that's yeah. not just Janet Jackson, mm. J- Justin Timberlake's fault. That's every halftime show is pretty racy, except last year's, which was. Iconic for me because it was all the it's like the geriatric the rap gangster show. rap stuff for me when I was in high school was a big deal yeah and you couldn't help but get into that culture a little bit so it was interesting to see and my kids were interested in it Snoop Dogg and Dr Dre have have not only been relevant when I was a kid but they they are relevant now with our children which is crazy yeah so Snoop Dogg is one of the most loved people in our culture he, he crip walked on national TV unbelievable it was right? awesome. So last year's was an uh, exception. Um, the Jason, uh, no, what was the? Um, I was in the Dominican one year. Was it? Mar- was it Mraz? It was. Um, oh my uh, I don't. I don't yeah, know. That was. Them. When were you in the Dominican Republic, Corey? Oh, I know. A couple different times. Oh, oh. my goodness, it's going to drive me nuts. Well, you can Google I'll it. I'll find it. I'll Google it while you guys are talking. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I'm looking forward to the halftime show. I'm a big. I'm not like a huge Rihanna guy. I do know who is a huge Rihanna guy. That would be one of the kids in my youth group named Caleb who really likes it when he's bowling. Um, to listen to Rihanna while he's bowling. Yes. Okay. So he is like he's honestly like he's one of the like for his age he's fifteen he's like one of the top twenty bowlers in the nation. Oh, Bruno Mars. I'm sorry. How did I know? Jason. That Bruno Mars <laughs> halftime Jason. show was incredible. 
<laughs> Sorry. Jason Mraz, Mars Mraz. Yeah. Yeah, that's so I'm, Mars, just, Mars. I'm just some old white guy trying to come up with names. Bruno Mars. Unbelievable halftime show. So you'd rather listen to a Bruno Mars halftime show than Rihanna? Yes. All that is the most disrespectful Sorry. thing. That's I'm ever not going. I'm podcast. probably right there with you. Thank you. No. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm hey, glad the two of us have guys. Sense. This is at least the kids can watch that it. That is disrespectful. <laughs> um, you know what? Really? Yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on. Um, I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. Um, we can close the shop now. Now I think we've really disappointed though. Roman enough. I'm that so I feel really good about how this went. <laughs> Man. All right. So the Super Bowl is like is an iconic. Sporting yes. event that happens on a regular basis. There have been some incredible moments, um, and that transitions well into our draft today, which is it is supposed to be a, a draft of um, greatest all time games, moments, series, kind of all encompassed into one. Because Sports so, moments. Because sometimes, yeah. like a moment, kind of defines an entire game, but the game is also super close. I'm going to mention one that hopefully I don't steal off one of your lists, but the Christian Leitner you know, full court catch, turn around. Like, people remember that moment, but the game itself was also just incredible. Yeah. Um, I remember that moment because my father jumped off the couch, took the took the quilt off, and danced in front of the TV in his underwear. That's weird. Because that's how much we hate Kentucky. Um, good. <laughs> good. So, um, you know, same draft as, as normal. We're going to yep. actually, because... James going first. Last time we didn't snake with him, so sorry about that. We're gonna do that Still today. Got my picks in. I start with start with James. Um, so yeah, what's uh, what's your number one overall pick? My number one is going to Game Six in the nineteen ninety eight Bulls at Jazz mm. Finals. Is that the push off? That is the uh, the crossover push off. <laughs> uh, Banger right there. I to, love uh, that that Roman could find any way to slight Michael Jordan. In that moment. <laughs> it was a push off. It doesn't matter. It was legal. It was not legal. Well, and, Evidently, and it wasn't. They didn't call a foul. Well, it was, yeah, it was well, LeBron definitely got fouled, and apparently that's legal too. So, <laughs> it was uh, the Bulls winning their sixth championship in eight years. Uh, that was the last year that Phil and MJ were together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Going back, I actually had to do some research because I don't remember all of it. But uh, Pippen got hurt earlier in that game. Ended up with eight points. MJ finished with 45 points in 44 minutes. That's a lot. And I don't know if anybody remembers because that was such an iconic uh, moment. But John Stockton actually had a uh, a three point shot at the end to try to tie it up. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I didn't. Low key, one of my favorite players, John Stockton. By the way. Yeah. Yes. And a, a zag, a zag, baby. Underrated. Yeah. John Stockton sure. is underrated. I mean, potentially one of the, potentially the greatest passer of all time. People don't really. Like talk about that that much? I yeah. don't think, but I think some of the Bulls documentaries have really sh- helped shed a light on how important that moment is mm-hmm. because that team was getting broke. They were going to get broke up, mm-hmm. and they really wanted to to stay together. And him coming back and winning three more after he retired, it just emotionally for the NBA and for fans, it was a huge deal. So yep. yeah, I remember that for sure. Um, uh, my first pick is going to be Jackie Robinson's first game. Uh, April 15th, 1947, five days after he got signed to the Brooklyn Dodgers, um, Ebbets Field. Uh, it wasn't a packed house, so there's 26,000 people there. Oh. Um, Breaking the color barrier. That is a huge deal. Absolutely. They played the Boston Braves. He actually went hitless in this game, but he, he got on um, from an error, and he it actually scored what was eventually the go-ahead run. Nice. Um, and – that's cool. I mean, like that's that's an, it's an iconic moment in sports specifically, but like also the game itself was kind of close. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it changed sports forever, which is cool. Definitely. So. 
Um, that's that's the trick with this list. I think I, I think I put in more effort on this list. I said that earlier than any other list because there's so many important moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I think an important moment globally, the Miracle on Ice. Yeah. Um, 1980 Winter Olympics, Lake Placid, New York. Um, it was between U.S. and Soviet Union. Um, the Soviets, they had won four-time defending gold medalists and heavy favorites. Mm. And uh, the U.S. upset them four to three. He won the gold medal. And the, the movie's amazing. Um, I think uh, setting that, having that happen on a global sports level is a big deal. And I, th- yeah. I mean, so he's, it's not like this happened in some obscure Czech league. Right, <laughs> right. But this Yager. happened. This happened, and it was when, th- definitely during the '80s, when the U.S. and Russian mm-hmm. sort of um, conflict was so heavy. Yeah, that this really is like, man. Can we nothing plug better than ch- shouting USA for no reason during the Olympics? I know. Man. I was just, just about to say, can homer. we plug in a USA uh, chant into this? Right I'll see. What, I'll see if I can make that yes, happen. Please. I'll see if I can make that happen. So, also, um, great movie. Yeah. Miracles, fantastic. Yes. So that was my first pick. I get my second pick. Yeah. Right now. Oh man, I'm gonna do you dirty. Um, I'm taking the, the Leitner game for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, 1992 Duke, um, Duke Kentucky game. Yeah. Um, and and to me it was a great moment. Mm-hmm. But that game was amazing. Yeah. Um, um, Kentucky took the lead there. Woods hit a hit a bank shot in the lane, and you know you think the game's over, and you know they throw that. Um, Three-quarter court pass yep. with no one guarding the 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 guy throwing it in the inbounder, um, and Leitner turnaround shot. I mean, Leitner was took he's a, a polarizing play. Took a dribble yeah. turnaround shot. And everybody got nervous. Yeah, there there were two defenders right there. I think Pelfrey was one of them for Kentucky, and some other guy. They were right there, and they sort of backed off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if not to foul or whatever, but it's just it's a fadeaway too. So it's a tough moment to be in for anybody trying to defend that. Yeah. But um, there are, it's been analyzed so much. And, of course, Leitner such a hated player for a number of people, mm-hmm. but one of the greatest all-time college players. In fact, that play, I think, got him on the dream team over Shaq. Absolutely, which is ridiculous. Yeah, he's, not, he's not one of the starting lineups in my box, by the way, because the rookie didn't make that box of starting lineups. Mm-hmm. But Leitner was on that team. Yeah. But, um, but Leitner, one of the greatest college players of all times, one of the greatest games of all time, and I'm not saying that's better than some of the other games I'm going to list, but I know I want to get that one in because it was a it was a my dad dancing his underwear moment, and um, it really it was a big deal. People talk about that a lot still. Yep. Let's go, Duke James. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, Did uh, I take s- that from you. No, oh. Um, my second pick is the 2019 Masters. Um, Tiger winning his fifth, I believe. Fifth Masters, yeah. Uh, I mean, you won it by one over Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. Over a loaded, it was a loaded group. I mean, and the group. Masters is is always loaded, but it felt like this one in particular. People were there was so many people in their prime that were just yeah. like everybody wants to win a Masters, right? And everybody I re- wanted to be like Tiger. Yeah. All yeah. these young guys coming up were modeling their game after him, and he was he was in the later stage of his career still beating those guys. Right. Incredible. I mean, I didn't actually think he was going to be able to compete at this point. Um, I Coming remember back surgeries. Right. Yeah. I mean, like in the 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 stuff with his family and yeah. you know the Waffle House women. I mean, like there's a lot going on. I think it was Perkins. Right. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> there was at least one from Waffle House. <laughs> I. Um, but I think that. By no means does anyone think he's actually winning. It's one of those that I will always remember where I was because I left 
church in the middle of the sermon to go watch this on my Hold phone. On. Don't worry, there's going to be another one that also I, I was I was also yeah no. Were listen, you employed at that point? I was. Church? I was an employed youth minister until then. At an unnamed church <laughs> at a at a church in a location in the United States, and I walked out because who like I love the Lord. I love the Lord um, a lot. But the Lord also loves Tiger Woods winning the Masters, I think. Um, <laughs> Evidently. And well, and like the reality is him celebrating with his kids was like a moment where like yeah. I teared up a little bit because you can see like that meant a lot to Tiger to be able to do that with his family. And that was a, that was kind of a scripted moment, right? He did that with his dad. He had yeah. that iconic hug, father and son. Um, I think that was an important moment for him. Yeah. Dude, I remember it and I was definitely rooting. I'm a Tiger Woods changed the game. Mm-hmm. Get in the hole. I mean, you just yelled the things. Yeah. Potato. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so Tiger Woods um, made golf interesting and more interesting than just falling asleep watching it after a long Sunday when half of the congregations walked out because Tiger Woods playing. I could um, I could go home and actually watch golf instead of just fall asleep to it. Yeah. Well, I think so. the point of this is they need to start changing these sporting events. How many times have we mentioned having to like record something or walk out of church for these things? Yes. It's going to happen again in my list, too. It's because your priorities are in the wrong place. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> James, go for uh, two and three for you. Uh, my number two is going to uh, Duke, UNC. Austin Rivers hitting a game-winning shot over Tyler Zeller oh. as time expires to win 85-84. Man. Um, UNC was up 10 points with two minutes left. Um, Duke right. kind of fought back. UNC kind of fumbled it around a little bit. And, uh, yeah, Duke snapped at UNC their 31-game home win streak as well. Wow. I did not realize all of that was in this. Man. Oh, and that check, was, and check Austin that. Rivers was a, uh, a rookie at that point, too. Check that rivalry or out. A freshman. You yeah. talk about close. That's one of the greatest, probably the greatest rivalries, Duke, North Carolina. They're always close. Well, I think I could have my whole top five with just those Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And Tyler Zeller, shout out to Cody Zeller. The Zeller brothers are from Indiana, by the way. Ding. Ding. Washington, baby. <laughs> oh, right. Man, that's, uh, that's a heck of a game, dude. Yes. I'm not a big Austin Rivers fan, but, you know. Uh, in the NBA, I'm not an Austin Rivers fan. Yeah. I think that he whines a little bit too much. So he got punched he just, in the mouth. I was like, he just recently, <laughs> he just recently got into a fight. Yeah, Mo Bamba with Mo Bamba, who is a guy that I wouldn't want to get into a fight that's with. A, yeah, that's a bad move. I was I was really digging to figure out what was said. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor that somebody said this isn't high school, which is a really lame reason to get in a fight with Mo Bamba. I don't know, but something so was I, said. What? So he was shooting a three. They were talking trash behind him, um, and then when he came back down the court. He basically went and was like, "Hey guys, like this is stupid. Like I don't like I don't know you." And this is kind of what he said in his his interview, his press conference after. And then apparently, Mo Obama said some things I can't say and just swung at him. And I mean, you you watch the interaction. Obviously, Austin Rivers goes up and says something. Yeah. But then Mo Obama gets out of his seat and just swings, and you're like, "Whoa!" That's, yeah. I mean, it yeah. seemed excessive for what was happening in the moment. Yeah, Mo I wonder if that. It'd be no. interesting if that's what defines Mo Obama's career. I hope so. Uh, um, James, your third pick. Uh, my third pick is going to the uh, 1998 Daytona 500. Oh, man, look at you, dude. Dale Earnhardt getting the first Daytona 500 win in his career. Wow. It was, uh, I remember where I was at. It was, uh, it was pretty intense, you know. I was, uh, had my little redneck family with me and, you know. <laughs> hey, baby, do it yeah, for Dale. You, had to, have a little, you Dale. had to have a little bit in you to be watching the Daytona 500 all the time. But, uh, yeah, it was good stuff, man. Um and even after that, just the respect that he had from the whole, uh, you know, league or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, every pit crew member lined up down 
the pit lane, and like everybody congratulated him. Why do people like him so much? I I, I, I don't know anything about NASCAR. I think that he played that like rougher, like mysterious role. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he was called the Intimidator. You know, the Man in Black. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved him. He was a good dude. Well, hey, I mean, every, apparently everyone loved yeah. him. I'm telling you, people loved NASCAR when it was the Wild West, when you could mm-hmm. get on get on the rear end of a car and spin them out, and, and it was just... And they, they used were, to fight with their helmets yes, off. They used to fight with their helmets off. So, <laughs> no, I miss uh, that. It's a different, different... Man, Dale Earnhardt, if you come and get a Dale Earnhardt reference, I smile. That's, yeah, that's awesome. I don't know anything about that at all, um, but... I've been to the to the Daytona 500, and go. I went outside and played hacky sack on the 40th lap because it was a lot. That's a long day. It's a really long day. Especially, you, especially if we don't want to be there. I was not prepared. Hacky with sack. somebody you I was in high school, so like with somebody sack. you potentially don't want to be with. Possibly yeah. Yeah. top top five <laughs> underrated games of all time. Hacky hacky. Sack. Um, all right, my third pick um, is I mean it happened this year the 2023 World Cup final. Um, one heck of a game went to penalties. Amazing game. Um, and for me, it's cemented well, – and for the world, I think, it's cemented Lionel Messi as the greatest soccer player of all time, greatest football player of all time. Um, soccer. Soccer. Let's say soccer. it right. Soccer. Yeah, well, listen, the the rest of the world calls it football and, one, and it was like over a billion people watched that game. Like 1.5 billion individuals watched the World Cup final. That's crazy. David Beckham the other day in an interview talking about football and soccer said football, and then he explained it as soccer. Yeah. When he has to do that, it's soccer. Right. Well, I mean, we we, we got to emphasize the football. <laughs> we have that. Yeah, like that. Foot, football. If you say football, I'm here for that. Um, it's called But, soccer. yeah, I, I think, you know, Messi scoring two two goals. One incredibly – I mean, one was super crucial in overtime. Um, I mean, and, you know, you have um, – oh, my gosh. What's the guy from France's name? He's super fat. Mbappe. Mbappe. Um, yeah. I mean, the guy was incredible. Had a hat trick. I mean, you can't like he did everything he possibly could to keep his country in the match, and he did single handedly essentially. But it was a highlight a few weeks ago. Um, Five goals. A few yeah, ago. I mean, and so Mbappe. Um, but for Messi, I mean, that was the whole like everybody wanted to see Messi win a World Cup. It gets Maradona off his back, but the only reason he has a win is because of his hand. Like, I mean, Messi did it the right way. Has always done it the right way. Upstanding guy. People love him. It's not like he's been in all these scandals, and so to see him win a world cup was incredible and on top of that it was one of the greatest one of the greatest world cup finals in history and that's not me saying that that's like people that actually know the sport like really well saying that too like consistently so um and i and i watched it i it was another one that like i was it was on during your sermon Corey. yeah um with several people in the welcome center we were all watching the World Cup. You were you were using it as a small group fellowship opportunity. That's so I'm we okay with that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm <laughs> more okay with you watching Tiger Woods win the win than I am the World Cup, but just because it's I'm not that interested in the World Cup. That's fair. Um, but do so, I get do I get my three and four? Yeah, so Sunday's four. priorities or Sunday's sermons gonna be on priorities, I believe, isn't it? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. It it's actually, I'm actually preaching Romans this preaching. I'm on, preaching uh, on, on preparedness and yeah. <laughs> the shoes are readiness. Peace. <laughs> Mercy, we're in trouble. Um, all right, it. my third pick, uh, my third and fourth pick, I'm going two homer picks in a row. Oh, shocker. So, um, the 1954 Indiana State Championship game against um, against the Milan Indians. You say high school basketball, and the Muncie, right? Muncie Central Bearcats. <laughs> this is Muncie. what the movie Hoosiers is based on. Right. Right. That's okay. So um, this is um, the, the Milan school enrollment of 161 defeated the Muncie Central Bearcats enrollment of 1600. Oh. 
right, to win the state championship and secure their place in Hoosier folklore. Indiana basketball is – it just hits different. It is so important. Mm-hmm. And so I, my number three is an Indiana high school highlight. My number four is an Indiana college highlight. Before you go to the college highlight, yes. can I say that I'm pretty confident that as a baby I lived in Muncie, Indiana? There you go. Um, we had, And then they moved really quickly when they had everything stolen out of the car. So. Just another one of the losers that lived in Muncie, I guess. <laughs> so. <laughs> but the state championship game, I actually um, found an autographed um, Bobby Plump and um, team, the um, the Milan Indians team autographed card, and I got that from my brother for Christmas. That's one cool. So, um, yeah, he has that. So And he's actually been to the um, the, the field house. There was the, the Butler field house. And the movie kind of you take took some liberties of, of filming and stuff, but they actually were you're actually able to go and play, rent out the court, that's cool. and they were able to play. Um, my brother Kyle and his friend uh, that's Chad the Thompson. Thing I've ever heard. Yeah, his friend Chad Thompson went and played, and he sent me a video. I wish I could maybe we could do the the, the sound for it. The ball going through the net sounded like none other. Those long nets and it was just whoosh, and it's quiet in the gym. It just gave me cold chills. So. It, I mean, it's, it's an important Indiana play, I guess, a game for sure. But for sports, it what, it's what keeps the David and Goliath sort of um, idea alive for a mm-hmm. lot of people who are the underdogs. So I need to know, what kind of numbers do we have on Indiana listeners? Uh, they're there. I think our Belgium listeners like Indiana basketball. I think that's the key. <laughs> you think that's what it is? Yeah. All right. Let Somebody me move from on. Indiana so moved you guys to Belgium. Don't whine anymore about my <laughs> in the 1975 1976 Indiana Hoosiers national championship. The last undefeated team to do it. Mm. So they won it all, and they were undefeated. There's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, San Francisco in '55, North Carolina '56 and '57, UCLA hey, like. Um, four times, right. probably four times in a row. Who knows? Probably. And then Indiana, thirty-two and zero. Um, Kentucky was the last one of the last teams that had a chance at that, mm-hmm. and they lost to Wisconsin. That was with John Wall and um, Kirk Kirk Cousins, that Marcus <laughs> Cousins, Marcus. That won me a bracket, by the way, in a in a in a oh, pick nice. pool because I was not going to have Kentucky having a chance to win it all that year, and I picked Wisconsin, and that's what won me. So, Sweet deal. So take uh, that, Kentucky. <laughs> um, my fourth pick is um, is also a homer pick, but I think a good one. Oh, it's an Aggies pick. Uh, it's not an Aggies pick. It is a St. Louis Cardinals pick. Game six of the 2011 World Series. Cardinals are down um, to their last strike twice, yeah. one with uh, Lance Berkman and one with David Freeze. Both come up super clutch. You have a dog named after Lance Berkman? I do have a dog named after Lance Berkman because because he played for the Astros and the Cardinals, but you know the Astros couldn't pull out a World Series ring for him. He, he likes to eat out of a trash can. I can't figure out why, though. Uh, we do. We do. <laughs> um, I do beat on a trash can every now and then. Rick Leach loved that comment. Uh, he did. He loved it so much. Um, I mean, it's super iconic. It was, you know, Freeze obviously hits the home run to win. Mm-hmm. Joe Buck gives one of the worst calls of all time. We will See you tomorrow. Like I, I have never been more disappointed with an announcer in my life. Like, he, like Joe, your dad was the Cardinals announcer. You were the Cardinals announcer in the regular season, and you give us "We will see you tomorrow night." I want to. I wanted to punch him in the face. I was so so angry. He was just trying to keep professional. Like whatever, dude. I don't care about your professionalism. <laughs> this is a, like it's a walk off. Home run to win the World Series, and and uh, not to win the World Series, to win Game Six of the World Series, to take it to Game Seven because the Rangers win that, they win the series, and I mean Nelson Cruz had an opportunity to probably catch uh, Freeze's triple to tie it, mm-hmm. and thank you Nelson Cruz for being slow and a terrible right fielder, <laughs> um, but like man, 
what it, I mean, like this turned into a bash session. Oh, potentially <laughs> one of the greatest games of all time. When people are on the fence about my Indiana comments, they love Roman's passion and how upset he gets about things. I wish you could see his face. Oh my god! But um, it's important. It is important. Sports are important. Sports are important. People, they are. Definitely. I would agree with that. Same. Important enough to leave a sermon. I love you, um, love you, Joe Buck. All right. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> James, your last two picks. Uh, my next pick is going to uh, Isner and Nicholas Mahout in the 2010 Wimbledon. Yeah. The longest match in tennis history. Going 11 hours and five minutes. There are some people who say that every tennis match seems that long. Uh, potentially, yeah. But that one, I've watched too. Yeah. yeah I, did, I did watch that And one. it was like both days. I think mm-hmm. they had to stop it. And it was started it went yeah. over three days. It went three days. Yeah. So it was crazy. It was yeah. amazing. I, I tried to get my kids interested in it. It was like, this has been going on forever. They're like, all right, Dad, we got other things yep. going on. <laughs> yeah, it won it on the 138th point. That's amazing. And it changed the game. They have different rules now because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> Don't like, invite Isner to any matches. Because <laughs> you can't break his serve. You and can't he can't, serve. he can't break anybody's serve. He can't return yeah. a serve to save his life. So, like, I mean, that was, and that was when he was young. Yeah. You know, I mean, like. And he was the great hope for the U.S. He was. So, I mean, there were so many years I got disappointed. And Maybe I, Federer I a few it. times. So, yeah. there's something. Yeah, right. I guess. I think he's too tall. He wasn't mobile he was enough. He's like 6'10. Yeah. Hey, he's getting into pickleball, by the way. Mm-hmm. There you go. Just saying. Where's your pickleball highlight? Maybe that's your fifth one. Go ahead. Uh, next pick is going to the 2004 Red Sox. Um, mm. This is more of a kind of, I guess, a overall win for the team, not necessarily one moment. Yeah. It was them uh, breaking the, the curse, as I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, 86 years. Uh, let's see. And I guess nobody really remembers the actual World Series because they beat the Cardinals. Yeah, they swept the Cardinals. It was a problem. But it was the the Yankees uh mm-hmm. series before that, which was the you know the more intense uh, yeah. matchup of the two. They were down 0-3. Like they yeah. were. I'm so glad this is on your list because I have three or four on my list that I don't know what to put in my last one. And this was a huge one for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean th- I, it's it's almost that you know, we talked about underdog a minute ago. It's like they're down 0-3. This has never been done. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, what a better time to do it and what a better team to do it and break the curse. Yeah. yeah. Huge, well, and then huge the year before, team. they had a shot at it too, and uh, Aaron Boone walked off on them. Uh, so. Yep, man, that was uh, that was good stuff. Not a, not a Red Sox fan, but you know that's no. a, that's a pretty mo- pretty yeah. big moment. I mean, as a Cardinals fan, like obviously it, it sucked to lose in World Series, but like I think I'm glad Boston won the World Series that year. I mean, it would the story I think becomes a little bit less if they don't win at all. Yeah. Um. So I'm you know. As as a baseball fan, I'm glad they won it all. Well, that was a good team. They had a stacked team. Yeah. I became a Boston fan because of this scenario, mm-hmm. and it's two things. It's I cannot stand the, the the Yankees, right? Because guys like Aaron Boone end up getting taken from teams like Cincinnati, mm-hmm. or you know, yeah. So the the big market teams drove me nuts. Now the the Boston is a big market team, so I mean it's kind of mm-hmm. um, hypocritical to say that, but they had so many Dominicans. Right, and so living in the Dominican for four years of my life, and knowing how passionate they are about their sports, especially baseball, yeah, and how good Dominicans are, I mean, Albert Pujols for the—he is a huge um, icon in mm-hmm. Dominican sports, and he is a great person for that yeah, country. Absolutely. So um, I got real excited about that team in particular because their Dominican connections and the fact that they came back and beat the Yankees. So I always like to go back every once in a while and watch uh, what's that—the little scuffle between Pedro and. Uh, Who's Don little Zimmer? Zimmerman. Yes. <laughs> yes. Watch him get chucked. Grabs his head and just throws it him It was like down. a Billy Madison movie. Like Humpty like, Dumpty. You know? What are you doing? <laughs> Come on. Why go with Pedro? Like, you're going to lose that match every time. 
Um, that should actually that should have been on my list right there. <laughs> right. Pedro could have just olayed him, <laughs> yeah, and nah. been like, "All right, Zimmer's gonna hit the hit the ground anyways." But he helped him. He grabbed both sides of that old man's head and just threw him on the. When ground. he fell, he rocked. Yeah, he, he did. rocked a on the belly on that, and I paused <laughs> it and said, "Laura Beth, come in and watch this." And she was like, "What is wrong with sports?" I'm like, "That's everything that's, that's right with sports." That's baby. phenomenal about sports. <laughs> um, all right, so my last pick is a um, obscure. It's disc golf. Um, I'm going to take a nap. You go ahead. Right. Um, so uh, set the stage. This is 2021 Worlds. So the best players in the world are at this tournament. Um, Paul McBeth uh, at this point is a five-time world champion, heavy favorite. We're going into the the, the last hole, and Paul McBeth is a, a little, like, chip shot, little layup, essentially, and then he's going to put in the basket. He's going to win because he's up by one. Uh, James Conrad is a little over 200 feet away, and he essentially has to throw it in from where he is to take it to a playoff. And my man is just cash; throws it right in. is is incredible. It was like it was a very defining moment for the the world of disc golf because there really hadn't been highlights like that. Um, the shot heard around the world, you essentially. Hear, hear yeah, I mean, it really clanking. is. They call it like the throw. You know, the throw heard around the world is what they call it. Okay. Um, and so, and then what ends up happening? They go to a playoff. James Conrad ends up winning in the first playoff. Yeah. Um, and so it was a. I mean, it was a defining moment for the sport. I know it's 2021, so it's not that long ago. But like from that moment, they're actually like the growth was pretty exponential like really quickly um which was cool to see i mean to watch people get so hype it was you know it was an espn it was actually the number one on the top 10 for espn which had never happened for disc golf before where was this played at do you know um i was it in the states it was it was it was it was in the united states do i know we're at bayville um it was not it wasn't (laughs) here in virginia um however 2024 worlds will be in virginia and lynchburg Um, so i will absolutely i will go go and shout mashed potatoes at those guys I want you to know, so I've actually, I did that yeah. um, at a tournament in Northern Virginia, and it wasn't like a super big tournament. There were some, there were some, you know, major pros there, yeah. and one guy threw, and I yelled mashed potatoes, and he turned, and you could tell he didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, okay, I'm going to not. But I did try it, and it didn't go over very well. Um, but... Yeah, James Conrad throwing. I got some respect for the. Boys, pretty disc- cool. I like playing disc golf. I know you play disc golf a lot with David Duncan. We yeah. love to just shout out people's names that yeah. no one has a clue who we're talking about. No, David Duncan's an important. He's very disc- good disc golf figure. He is incredible at disc golf too, by the way. Man, you put me in a really compromising position. Oh, um, well, left a few open for you. Can I can I make a reference to one that I'm not going to use? Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, I think Hank Aaron breaking the home run record. Babe Ruth is a huge. Moment. Now that's my last one. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as my fifth one because if that's on. Are you gonna go Barry Bonds? No, no, because oh. I don't I don't respect. Um, I thought about putting Barry Bonds on mine. I, I I think it's legitimate. He did legitimate thing, but mm-hmm. I'm not getting into like asterisks and numbers. I think this one I can say was real, and I'm here for it. Um, that's April eighth, nineteen seventy four. Um, he fourth inning home run on off the Dodgers. Al Downing. Oh. Um, okay. So. There's one that I want to list that I know is not on your list, um, and if it is, I'm sorry. Catherine Virginia Switzer, 1967, became the first woman to run the Boston Marathon as an uh, as an officially registered competitor. During her run, race manager Jock Simple assaulted her by trying to grab her bib number and keeping her from finishing the race. Oh, so wow. women could not run with the men. Mm. Haters, dude. And she had her hair tucked up. She registered. She was able to pull that off. 
and she still finished. Yeah. Now, to finish a marathon is difficult. I've done it once, and mm-hmm. I'm never going to do it again, most likely. A 26er? Yeah, man. Nice. In Indiana, it was the, it was the monumental, so it Indiana. was flat. Ding. It was flat, <laughs> but it was awesome. We were on right past the Butler Fieldhouse. Anyways. Ran um, past some tornadoes and everything. But she did that by, <laughs> while being assaulted and being booed. Now, there were other play, there were other runners who sort of came around her to make sure that she was protected in that, and they yeah. wanted to see her finish. But that's a huge sports moment for women. Yeah. And we don't have a lot of women's sports moments on here. Um, but um, but that one's a, that's a huge moment, not only for sports, but for our country. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, and there were, I mean, there's, so the reality is there's a bunch of games and moments. No, that like, absolutely. That like we, you know, there's the catch with, you know, Joe Montana. There's the 2008 Wimbledon final between Nadal and Federer. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many that like we know we missed. So you can yell at us and let us know that we missed a bunch. That's fine. That's But what I think we talking want. about moments that we may have missed are important because a lot of these moments may not have been televised. Yeah. Or people wouldn't know how important a disc golf moment is because because um, Serena has her last moment, which is a big yeah. deal, and they show it over and over and over and again because it's so scripted, right? Mm-hmm. So I think these unscripted moments are very important. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's the, um, I mean, Kobe's last game. I mean, like, I don't respect it as much. And I, honestly, I think if Kobe were alive, he would by no means say that I that know. was his I'm watching. One of his I'm just in my, in my head watching our our listeners go down. You think you so? Start talking trash about Kobe. I'm not. I'm not. No, I think Kobe, <laughs> with his mentality, would say absolutely not. They gave me too many yeah, of those points they for free, it, yeah. and that's not how Kobe would want to go out. The more iconic, he was hurt. I think with an Achilles injury, made two free throws and yeah. limped off. To yes. I mean, so like he's he has more iconic moments than just that that big score there at the end of the game or at the end of his career. But yeah, no, rest in peace, Kobe. I completely agree. Um, yeah, Corey's messing with his wire on his microphone. Well, I hope it still sounds good. He might sound like a robot. Who knows? I will say with that marathon, I was actually wasn't saying anything. I was kind of running through the uh, Seinfeld episode where uh, Jerry hosted the runner, <laughs> and he was running, and he took like the hot tea or coffee and yeah. took it to the face. That was classic. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't hear half of what you said after you said that. Can we do top? Can we do top Seinfeld episodes or Friends episodes or Office episodes? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean do top, that'd be great. Top top TV show funny Ooh. moments. You guys, do you guys still have picks on this? Or are we done? We're done. That's it. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, you were okay. last pick. Um, I got the final word. <laughs> yeah, glad you got. Yeah, okay. So honestly, we can that that can be what we do next week. Next week is well, or oh, we, we can got talk Super Bowl. So we do have the yeah. Super Bowl. So maybe we go. We'll go next week. We'll go with best top Super Bowl like things, and that, and that that includes commercials, halftime shows. That includes snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, teams, you can even go Super Bowl moments if you feel like it. Okay. Um, I, I think that I mean I already have a few that like I'm already because we'll have a highlight and a low light most likely tied to the Super Bowl, not necessarily. Yeah, but um, they could be. We also know that this was a longer episode, but I think the draft kind of it made that happen. I think it's important to kind of go into more detail on that, but also I mean we can't leave out things like you know talking about the trade and talking about the Super Bowl and yeah. I've actually gotten some feedback that people would like our episodes to be a little bit longer because they listen to them on their ride to work. Oh, thank you. That's, um, right. That's awesome. So I knew Lauren liked our podcast. Uh, my no, she didn't say that. I promise you. <laughs> I think she said probably said shorter. She actually has <laughs> no opinion because she hasn't listened to them. So she, she would she, be impressed how many times you say Aggies. She would be, and but then she'd have to listen from to know that. You're a good so, supportive husband. Um, I, I try think to she's be. got it saved. She just hasn't listened to him yet. Yeah, well, the reality is I saved it on her phone. So, like, she didn't really have an option. <laughs> um, so, hey, listen, we got to help the algorithm at some point, which is also um, 
just like if you guys do happen to listen to us, it, it is really helpful if you like rate, leave a review if possible, depending upon where you listen to it at. It really helps kind of like boost where we're at. If you want to share it and on follow it, it. yeah. Um, we, hey, we follow. have an Instagram account, um, Church League Podcast on Instagram. I didn't know that. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, you, uh, I, don't have, I don't have social media, so I'll yeah, there you know go. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's. And I mean we post at least. Um, we post pretty periodically. I like James more now. Yeah, James is a cool dude, man. He, he listened. We he, had a sponsorship on a balloon that was going across the country, but someone shot it down. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck. Good luck with that. It stinks. Anyways, um, but yeah, I mean it, it does help if you share it. Tell people about it. We were not we're not sponsored by China. Um, that's not what we do here. Um, but, but if we're going to accept the sponsorship, it's going to be tied to China somehow. More than likely, if it's a product, it's every from product, there. yeah, yes. for the most part. So. Um, but yeah, this is good. I think this is one of my favorites. Um, it went a little bit longer. Hopefully, some of you guys like that. Uh, if not, let us know. Let us know what we miss in the draft. Write a review. Um, mm-hmm. well, you know, follow us on uh, Instagram. Uh, and Spotify or you know Apple Music, wherever you're listening to, yeah, and, and pre-record your Sunday sports things. So you're not leaving sermons early. Just saying. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks for uh, joining us today. You guys have a good one.